making this thing like we left something. Thank y'all for joining me for another episode of I Got a Story to Tell. This is our last one of the year, y'all. I want to thank y'all for riding with me thus far. And I hope y'all continue to ride with me and enjoying the stories that I provide every week here on this podcast. Y'all know how we do. Before we get started, I got to give someone their flowers, show somebody their love. This week, I'm giving love and flowers to my brother, Moultrie, a.k.a. Tree. Tree, I love you, brother. I love the man you've turned into and become. When you and I started out working together back in the day, back in 2020, you were the funny young kid of the group. So to see you mature and become the young man that you've become, I'm proud of you, dude. I know that you're going to make a great firefighter and a person that people will look to for leadership and guidance. Keep doing what you're doing, brother. I'm proud of you. I love you. One day I'm going to be able to beat you in chess. But until then, I'm going to keep working. And with that being said, y'all, I got a story to tell. Let's go. This story takes place in the year 1997. That's 1997. I am 18 years old. It is early summertime. Um, I'll be turning 19 later that summer in August, August 17th to be exact. I have just completed my first year of college and I'm proud of myself. There were some doubts there for a while, but I made it through. So this summer, myself and a small group of like uh, people on campus decided we're going to stay on campus and go to summer, you know, summer school, take summer classes instead of going home. So campus was real empty, to say the least. Uh, Majority of the people had gone home and the other, you know, group of kids who had like internships and whatnot, they were going to other cities to deal with their internships and work. So, like I said, there was a small group of us who decided to stay. So, this summer of 1997, I like to refer to as the great drought of 1997. And when I say drought, I'm not talking about your crops not getting no rainwater and nothing like that. I'm talking about drought like I wasn't getting no action. Nigga, I had the drought. So, but I was about to learn a lot, see a lot, witness a lot, all of that over one week of this summer. So let's get to the story. Again, it's 1997, it's summertime. This is a Monday. I'm chilling at the crib early Monday morning. My brother DC, who y'all were introduced to on an earlier episode entitled, Cappers Will Drive You to Drink. DC stayed and took summer classes also. We had two classes together, a morning class and an economics class in the afternoon. So every morning he would come pick me up for our morning class. So he comes to pick me up that Monday morning. He's driving my roommate, my old roommate, Arjuna's car. Cause Arjuna stayed also. So he picks me up, I get in the car, we talking on our way to our first class. 
He says, hey, man, I'm a smash old girl. Who is old girl, you ask? We're going to call old girl Ro. So he says, hey, I'm a smash old girl. I'm like, word, you think? He like, yeah, I'm definitely going to smash. Now, I asked him if he thinks, because I'm doubting it a little bit. Oh, yeah, I'm hating on the cool. I'm low-key hating, because I don't think he's going to smash. The reason I don't think he's going to smash, because this young lady is a preacher's kid. So I knew us that grew up in the church was on some wild shit, but I ain't think preacher kids was on some wild shit. Again, I didn't know too many preacher kids, but I'm just assuming they on the up and up. So he's not going to be able to smash. So I'm like, you think he like, oh yeah, I'm definitely going to smash. I'm like, all right, cool. And I left it alone. So Tuesday comes. Tuesday comes. And at this point, I'm like, man, I need some action. Oh, I need some action. Now, at the time I had a girlfriend. She was from a small town called Lima, Ohio. Lima like the bean. Shout out everybody in Allen County, Ohio, Lima. Um, but she was a virgin. And, you know, I respected that. Her thing was she wanted to wait, make sure it's right, all of that. So cool. So I'm not getting no action, to say the least. So this is Tuesday. After class, all of us would meet up at Bird, Lamont, and Marcus's spot in College Park Apartments. Now, these three were introduced to y'all on an earlier episode, also called I Hate the Kappas because they always stealing. These three were Kappas. They stayed also. So that was the normal routine. Every day, pretty much. We would go to class, come home, you know, eat, shower, all that, whatever. And then everybody would link up at Birds in them apartment in College Park. I lived right next to them in the building right next to theirs. So, this Tuesday, we're chilling over at Birds in them crib, drinking a couple red dog beers, playing a little cards or whatever. And we're sitting there and the young lady, Ro, the DC was like, I'm a smash. She lived on the third floor. So she comes down the stairs to go to her car. She gives DC this look. I catch it though. And I'm like, well, hold on. Maybe DC can smash old girl. So I'm like, okay. Something's there. Tuesday evening, my girlfriend calls me. She's living in the woods, which is some dorms down the hill from where we stayed. She's like, hey, why don't you come down? I'm like, all right, cool. So I go down, hang out, no action, no nothing. Cool. I go back to the crib. I'm frustrated. I'm like, I got to get some Acrite juice, right? Nothing. Nothing's going. Nothing's, nothing's shaking. Wednesday comes. DC comes to pick me up in the morning for class. He rolls up. I get in. He's listening to Biggie, right? Yeah, I remember Biggie's double CD. So when I get in, he's listening to You're Nobody Till Somebody Kills You. Y'all remember that song, right? So he has it sky high when I get in the car. But as soon as I sit down, he turn that shit down quick. Zoom. Nigga. I say, what's up? I smashed old girl. I'm like, nigga, say word. He like, word. Now, for y'all that don't understand, when somebody says, say word, that's like saying, swear to God. And if they say word, then it's the truth. So I get in. He like, I smashed old girl. I'm like, say word. He like, word. 
I'm like, word? He like, nigga, word. I'm like, wow. He like, it was some low-key snap too. Like, so if we said low-key snap, like it was it was right, it was good. Like it was some snapper. It was it was right. So I'm like, damn. So we go to class. Um, we get done, same routine. Everybody link backs up at Birdenham crib. So we chilling at Bird's crib. They have a table. Birdenham have a table set up outside. Sitting at the table is myself, uh, DC, Bird, uh, Lamont, and Ronnie. God rest his soul. Ronnie's there. So Ronnie's chilling. Old girl Ro walks down the stairs. Again, she's going to her car. She looks over, but this time she kind of flash a look at Ronnie and I catch it. And I'm like, well, damn, maybe Ronnie can smash too. And Ronnie lets off like a little sly giggle. He looked back down at the table and he like, <laughs> and leaves it alone. I'm like, whoa, hold on. I catch it. I don't say shit, right? So everything is cool. Later that night, I'm at the crib. I'm frustrated. I'm like, man, another night, no action. So that next day, Thursday, DC comes to pick me up for class. Get in the car. He like, man, nigga, old girl up there. I'm like, huh? He like, man. So let me stop the story. So when DC says, old girl up there, Every guy walking this planet has at least a top five list of sexual partners he's had, right? Every guy, I don't care who it is. We have a list in our head like, okay, she's on the top five. This one's not, you know what I'm saying? So he's saying she up there. Like she she may have made his list after, you know, two go rounds, right? Now, I know, <laughs> I know personally who's, number one on dc's list right he's told me this now he and i know somebody else who has this same young lady number one on their list too i would never call her name she's married family all that now so i, I wouldn't be on no shit like that well anyway he's telling me the new chick bro he like man she up there i'm like damn okay then so that thursday go to class come back to the crib Ronnie calls my phone. Ronnie says, hey, young Conrad. Now, Ronnie, Donnell, and PC all call me young Conrad. So Ronnie calls. He said, hey, young Conrad. Hey, stop through my crib real quick. Let me holler at you. I'm like, all right. Ronnie lives in another apartment complex called The Village. So I go from my crib, walk over to The Village real quick. He and I over there chilling. We talking. I'm telling him, I'm like, he good. I got to get some action ASAP. Like, shit is like, I'm down bad out here. So we laughing, shooting the shit. About five minutes after he and I having this conversation, he gets a knock at the door. So he like, who, who was that? So he gets up, he goes to the door. Opens up the door. Young lady walks in. Now, our campus sat pretty much right next door to an Air Force campus. Like, I mean, an Air Force base. And so we would have a lot of interaction with the military people. Um, they would be on campus. We would hang out a little bit from time to time. So 
walks in, uh, a young lady walks in the apartment. She has on her um, her military uniform. She's in the Air Force. So she, I don't know the proper name for it, but it's like a, a one-piece green uniform. The patches, the flags, name tag, all that, right? She walks into the apartment. Walks in, doesn't utter a word. She doesn't say what's up to Ronnie. She doesn't say what's up to me. She walks straight over to his like CD player. She puts on mint condition. Uh, what's this? Uh, 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 I forget the name of the song. Oh, oh, uh, uh, what kind of man would I be? That shit, right? So puts that on. Doesn't speak to he or uh, myself. She walks into the bedroom door open, though. Now, where I'm sitting on the couch, I can look right into the bedroom because I'm sitting at the end of the couch and it's kind of like diagonal. So I can look right in the bedroom. She takes off her uniform. I'm talking about unzip takes it off. She has on a yellow thong and bra set. And I'm like, oh, shit. So my mind instantly goes to, you know, tag team back again. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh shit, she's bold enough to walk in here and do this. Ronnie looks at me, he like, hey nigga, you gotta go. I'm like, oh man, I'm like, all right. So I get up, I leave. I'm thinking on this Thursday, these niggas is getting action like this and mean nothing. So I'm like, man, something has got to give. So, later on this Thursday night, I'm chilling at the crib. Well, let me back up a little bit. So it's probably about five o'clock, five, 5.30 that evening. DC stops by the crib. I'm talking to him because he has to go to work. At the time, he's working at a sneaker store in the Fairfield Commons Mall. So I'm telling him, I'm like, hey DC, I need these red, black, and white Air Force, I mean, Air Max 96s y'all got. He like, all right, I got you. So we're talking, shooting the shit a little bit. He like, all right, I'm out. I'm about to go to work. So he leaves. Later on that evening, my girlfriend at the time gives me a call. She's like, hey, why don't you stop through? I'm like, all right, bet. I know this is going nowhere. So I'm like, all right, bet. So I go down there. I walk in. She's watching Friends. Y'all know the show Friends, the, the white version of Living Single. So I'm sitting there. First, I'm trying to figure out. I was like, damn, I ain't no black people watch Friends. But... You know, she did. So I'm sitting there. I'm laughing at all the corny jokes that, that Ross and Chandler and Phoebe and them are saying. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm in the mind frame. If I laugh at enough of these whack-ass jokes, maybe she'll be like, okay, let me give him some action. I don't know why I'm thinking that, but that's what I'm thinking. But no, no action. So I ended up leaving going to the crib, frustrated. Friday morning comes. Now, we don't have class on Friday morning. But DC comes to my crib anyway, and he's knocking on my door, like on some loud shit early in the morning. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I go to the door, I'm like, what's up? He like, nigga. I'm like, what's up? He like, man, I'm at the job last night, right? I'm like, yeah. He was like, listen to this shit. I said, what's up? Talk to him. He says, they're closing down for the night. You know, at the mall, you let the gate down in front of the store. So he says, we let the gate down. Myself, my manager, and one of my coworkers, we, you know, uh, counting up the, the, the cash register and all this shit, right? 
I said, uh-huh. He said, and then I can hear like these, like shoes, like walking in the mall, like high heel shoes, it sounds like. He was like, but then I was like, oh, well maybe that's security. He was like, but it, as it got closer, he's like, nah, that's like a woman's shoe. He says, old girl, rope that he been smashed for the last couple of days, comes around the corner with some black high heel boots on and a black trench coat. Leans up on the gate, puts her fingers on the gate, face and mouth on the gate and says, Derek, you ready? And says, he like, damn. And says his manager like, hey man, go ahead and handle that. Just go ahead. I'm like, word? He like, nigga, she on some like seductive type shit. I'm like, nigga, word. He like, yeah. I'm sitting there, I'm going even crazier at this point. I'm like, oh man, I can't even get no regular coochie, right? I don't even need all the theatrics. I just need a little, little, little smidge of cooch. No go. So this is Friday and I'm like, man, I might fuck around and go home to the natty for the weekend. So I'm giving it some thought about going home. DC hits me up, he like, hey, I'm going to Columbus. I'm going to the crib for the weekend. What you into? I'm like, I might go home. He's like, all right, well, let me know. Cool. About five minutes later, my boy PC. PC comes over to my crib, knocks on the door. I'm like, what's up, P? He like, hey, young Conrad, what you doing this weekend? I'm like, man, I was just talking to DC. I might go to the crib. He was like, man, you want to go to Naptown? I'm like, word, what's popping in Naptown? He liked the Expo. Now, for my listeners who don't know, the Indianapolis back, first of all, Naptown is Indianapolis. The Expo is the Indianapolis Black Expo. It is a weekend of vendors and concerts and, um, you know, different presentations and presenters and, and conferences and stuff like that. It's a real good time in the summer in, in Indianapolis. So, PC's parents live in Indianapolis. So, he's like, hey, we're gonna go kick it for the weekend, we're gonna stay at my parents' crib. So I'm like, all right, cool, I'll go. So, now I gotta pick out my kids. So, Friday, I know we're not, that later on that evening, I know we're not doing much. Um, just go downtown, hang out or whatever. So I had my outfit, I had, some uh, khaki Ralph Lauren shorts. I had a khaki blue and white sh like uh, plaid like Eddie Bauer shirt. And I needed these all white Air Max 96s that DC already had. So I hit DC up, I'm like, hey, let me hold them white feet you got. He like, all right, bet I'm gonna drop them off. He drops them off, cool. PC comes and picks me up. Now, riding to Indianapolis is myself, PC, and Ronnie. Now, a couple other people are going to meet us there. Like PC's boy Irv and Mike J. Shout out my brother Mike J. Mike J was a cool nigga from Cincinnati. Smooth nigga. I'll, at first when I met Mike J, I thought he was a Kappa. Because he had Kappa, you know, he had Kappa smooth swag to him. But he was an alpha. Cool nigga had a blue. It was a weird blue. Acura Vigor. I thought it was dope as shit. Now, where I'm from, only cats that had shit like an act vigor and shit like that were cats that sold dope. But Mike wasn't that way. Mike J, you know, educated cat. 
he wasn't no dope nigga, right? So I'm like, oh, I, I like this cat. He's a cool dude. So him and Irv, they're meeting us there in Indianapolis also. So we go, we get to Indianapolis. Pull up at the crib, hanging out at the crib for a little bit, have a couple pregame drinks, whatever. We head to downtown Indianapolis. We having a great time. All of a sudden, we run across this young lady. We'll call her E. We run across E. Now, we know E because she went to school with us. She went to college. She went to the same university we did. And I had tried to smash her earlier in the school year a couple times. But it was always, no, nah, I got a boyfriend at home. And I used to be like, man, fuck that nigga, man. He at home. You here. And my boy, my brother, Matt, tried to smash too. Same routine. Uh, I, got a, I got a boyfriend, all that. So the whole school year, pretty much, she's playing the I got a boyfriend routine, right? Not knowing, whole time, my brother, Donnell, is smashing her out, right? Now, I didn't know until this day. She's at the Indianapolis Black Expo with all her little paycheck money trying to buy this nigga Donnell all type of Kappa gifts and shirts and plaques and lanyard and all this shit. Oh, she up there. She balling out. Oh, she dropping the bread for this Kappa paraphernalia, right? I'm like, wow. So I found out then. And she was hanging with this girl that looked like Mac tonight. Y'all remember Mac tonight, the moonhead nigga on the McDonald's commercial with the pointy chin. It's Mac tonight. Y'all know the Mac tonight nigga. So she's running around Naptown with Mac tonight. I find out Nail is like blowing the doors off of it, right? So I'm like, wow, everybody getting cheeks nonstop. I can't get a smidge of coochie, right? So I'm like, man, something got to give, bro. So have a great time in Indianapolis, right? Sunday night, we finally go back to school. We have class Monday morning. We get back to campus, get dropped off at my apartment. I'm like, man, this drought is something serious. At this point, I was even contemplating just going to get a street walker. Like I would have just got a regular hooker from East Dayton. Like I'd have took my chances, you know, play craps with my dick. If I caught VD, I caught VD. I might have wore a condom. You know, you never know. At that point, I'm 19. I ain't got good sense. I just wanted some coochie, right? So I'm sitting there on my bed. I'm like, man, this is bullshit. So I go get in the shower. I'm like, man, because it's late. We got back pretty late. So I get in the shower. I'm sitting on the bed. My girlfriend calls me. She says, hey, I missed you while you was gone. I'm like, oh, word. Like, I'm real dry. Like, word. She like, yeah. She's like, come down and see me. I'm like, I'll let you know. She like, huh? I was like, I, I, I'll let you know. I really ain't got the energy right now. She's like, you sure? I'm like, yeah, I'm sure. So I get off the phone. I'm laying there. The the I had a, a mixed CD. No, I take that back. It was a tape. It was a black tape. It had like a bunch of slow cuts on it. And so the song that came on was Genuine. Only when you're lonely. That shit, right? So I'm like. So I don't know if it was like the pussy fairy or, you know, the coochie god or what tapped me on the shoulder like, nigga, go down there and see old girl. So I get up, throw on some sweats and a hoodie, throw my feet in some Adidas Adelettes, and I slide down there. 
I get there, I'm like, I walk in, she has on. Listen, y'all, this nighttime, she has on some purple nylon sweatpants. Who go to sleep in nylon sweatpants? So when I walk in, I'm like, oh, it's definitely not going down. She got on a full outfit. So I'm like, I'm like, this is some bullshit. But I'm so sleepy that I'm like, man, I ain't even going to get up and go. No, I'm just going to lay here. So I get in the bed. I'm laying down. The room is pitch black. She don't come get up in the bed. She goes over to the CD player. And she puts on that nigga Rome. Y'all remember Rome? Every time. Y'all know that. Y'all know that. So she puts on Rome. And before I know it, nigga, the drought is over. So I'm like, cool. Drought is over. Um, A few hours pass. I get up like middle of the night and I go back to my, my room to my apartment and I'm laying down and I'm just like, man, this is crazy. This drought lasted way too long, but on the way to my apartment. So I had to walk up like a slight hill and then there's a slight incline in the parking lot. So I'm walking and I look, I see old girl, the DC smash, right? She's on her. She's on the third floor, like balcony, right? Some dude she was talking to, she up there hugged up with him, whatever. He walks down the stairs. He walks this car. He's standing by his car. Now, it's the middle of the night. Only people out there, myself, him, and her. So she was like, call me. Let me know you made it home safe. They yelling, right? He's in the parking lot. She on the patio. I'm walking up. He like, oh, okay, I will. She's like, you be safe. He like, I will. Nigga say, I love you. She like, I love you too. He gets in. He pulls off. I look up like, damn, buddy, just don't, don't know. So I'm like, damn, this nigga has no idea. So she gives me a look like, nigga, shut your mouth type look. So I'm like, shit, what's your business is your business. I go to my crib. I lay down. Next day, wake up, go to class, go back out. Side, we at birds, chilling. We're sitting there. Old girl comes downstairs, goes to her car, and she leaves. Me, DC, Ronnie, Bird, Lamont. It's a bunch of us out there. And we just chilling. When she gets in her car and pulls off, she, like, pulls off. And Ronnie, like, busts out laughing. <laughs> and I'm like, damn, what are, you, what are you laughing at? He comes out. He says... Hey, Sans, hey, remember niggas ran that train on her at that leadership conference? My mouth hits the floor. I'm like, huh? Niggas is on some silent shit. I'm like, whoa. Nigga. And it was at that moment. I knew. Preacher kids be fucking. 